Good morning. I am heading west on I-90. Got about 104 miles until I get to Erie, Pennsylvania, where I'm going to jump to the Planet Fitness that I showered in. Uh, was it yesterday already? Yeah, wow. Feels like a lot longer. Um, so, I don't know how many miles I've turned already. I think I'm over 1,200. This trip should finish out just over 2,000 miles in three days. Um, today I have to do like 935 miles, I want to say, from where I left to where I'm going. Just kind of a haul, 13 and a half hours. I did that much yesterday, but it was a little bit broken up um, with stopping at Mijalisco to get the uh, shrimp quesadillas. I don't know what they do. I get shrimp quesadillas at every Mexican place, sort of like to see what their their take on it is. Most places, it's pretty straightforward. They got shrimp, they, they fry them, they throw some queso in there or some shit like that. But Mijalisco in Milford, New Hampshire, does something different. There's like this red oil. They must have some sort of cooked chili paste or something that they cook or fry the the shrimp in because it, it is amazing. Some places will do stuff to the tortilla too where they, they put some sort of seasoning on the outside and then fry it and Mijalisco does that as well but it's kind of like my gauge. Mijalisco is the best shrimp quesadilla ever so if you find yourself near Milford, New Hampshire and you're into shrimp quesadillas definitely check out Mijalisco so I grabbed grabbed a couple while I was there and then went to the office in Nashua and grabbed my hotspots, checked my mail. You know, I think I talked about it yesterday, so anyway, so heading westbound. Still listening to Halloween music as I as I put together this Spotify playlist. Um yeah pretty relaxed. A little overcast today. I'm wondering if it's going to rain. So last night in the the car, I slept like a rock last night. I think I was just so tired from the night before. But I also, um, Liz reminded me about the white noise generator. I completely forgot about it the night before. I downloaded that thing, and I've used it before, and uh, the way I have my shit set up is I've got a net that hangs on the oh shit handles inside of the Jeep, so when I'm sleeping, I can just reach up and grab whatever I need to grab or whatever. Book, I've got my baseball bat flashlight, um, hat, you know, um, but I put my phone up there with the speaker facing me with the sound of an air conditioner on, and... I was fucking out. <laughs> like, I just down for the fucking count, man. So I feel a little better about camping in my Jeep. I was getting kind of frustrated with it. And don't get me wrong, it would still be more comfortable to get like a conversion van of some kind where I can fold the seats into a bed. And when I need to stand up, I can just like sit. I don't have to do any sort of like contortionist stuff but uh you know it wasn't too bad the uh having the uh so the in the jeep 
It's got the back row seats. Uh, two of them fold down, and then another folds down separately. I've got one sat up. The other two are folded down, and it just barely fits the twin-size air mattress in there. And doing it that way, I'm able to get in on the passenger side rear door and sit down like normal. I can take off my shoes, take off my shirt, you know, because I, I can't stand sleeping with a shirt on, so I have to sleep with my shirt off. Um, you know, kind of get everything squared away, and then it's just like I roll into the mattress. Like I lift myself up, put my butt on the mattress, lay my back down, and then spin my feet to the uh, back of the, the Jeep. It's a little funky getting out because I've got to pull my feet forward into like a, a ball and then move them to the left and I kind of just fall out of the bed into the seat so I got to make sure I never put a bottle on the seat otherwise I'm getting a bottle up the ass because <laughs> it's all my weight so uh it's not too bad though it was it was actually kind of cozy last night um I had all of the windows up except for the roof. I've got the, the magnetic netting that I put over the top of the roof vent. And I had it just cracked a little bit. And it wasn't too bad because, like, um, the weather was in the 50s. And, like, high 40s, low 50s. But with the heat from the car while I was driving and then, like, the heat I generate you know, just while I sleep, it ended up being pretty warm inside, um, and I have my little, like, battery-powered fan that I set on the center console, and in between the driver and passenger seat kind of facing me, um, with that white noise generator on, oh my god, I was, I was out, so that actually worked out all right, I, I might start doing more trips like this, I was trying to hold off from doing little trips, uh, with this because I was just like man it sucks sleeping in the car like that but actually now that I know it wasn't too bad I've got little, my little mini cooler it fits in the floor area pretty pretty well on behind the driver's seat so like I'm saving money on this trip and food I went I ate at Mihalisco I got a couple of road snacks the first day but I'm not spending nearly what I would normally spend on a road trip so think I think I should be good to do this and like take some more little road trips like this could be cool um yeah so that's that was kind of nice finally have like a decent night of sleep inside the jeep um I think other than that uh, that's pretty much it Although I was also thinking about one of those little, um, it's not a teardrop, it's it's actually smaller, I forget what they call them, but you can like tow them behind a motorcycle, they're so small, it basically just flips open and is a tent, and that might be cool, because like I can put, I can tow that behind my RV while I'm towing that, so I don't know, that might be, that might be something worth looking into as well. I guess we'll, I don't know. My mom called me last night and told me that uh, 
my was it sister-in-law my brother's wife is in Cleveland which I'm passing directly through um, <clears throat> wanted to see if I would grab dinner with her or whatever and I was like well I'm, <laughs> I'm going through there like just before lunch so that wouldn't really work but her job has her travel or whatever and it's just interesting the way my family works because we're kind of all over the place um, so it's like my sister's on her way back from California to New York right now where she's going to be moving to California um, but they got to finish repairing their apartment damage they own the apartment building in the Bronx <clears throat> and uh, you know Hurricane Ida damage <clears throat> so like she's got to deal with that while her husband deals with moving their stuff to Southern California into a place while he starts a new job and just kind of crazy like crisscrossing the country and I'm still running into family members in random different places uh, kind of nice you know it's a little bit of familiarity plus having so many friends around the country from when I was with the Amazon and the military and so that helps <clears throat> kind of like I don't know, you get somewhere interesting and new, and then you show up, and hey, oh, hey, there's so-and-so. So, it's a nice little touchstone, I guess. Helps a lot. One place I definitely want to get roots in, and I got to get back to the planning, is Alaska. I updated uh, my road trip plans for up there, but um, there's an area when you get into British Columbia where you go through the, I think it's the northern end of the Cascades, and I don't think my Jeep can pull the RV up there, so I've got I've to figure something else out, which is where the idea of having the travel trailer thing came from, because that would be relatively cheap, and as long as I get the, the basic shit done... I can mostly leave it empty and it'll be like a flex space for me to do stuff in, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with that idea yet if if it comes to anything, but I know like empty weight a 7x16 is like 23 to 3500 pounds depending on what model, whether or not it's a double axle um, that type of stuff if that's all included in there and my Jeep can tow up to seven seven grand so as long as I if I could keep it around five grand for that thing it would have no problems in the mountains and I'm pretty sure that I could do that without building a bunch of extra bullshit inside of it <clears throat> I know a lot of people you know they got their Instagram and they look at van life and they're like, oh, look at all that tongue and groove, whatever. It's just like, I'm not, I don't need any of that. Just that folding bed, uh, a little space to work at my, my netbook, a couple of windows for the cats. I've got the rolling AC, uh, you know, propane based heater or whatever. I've got my cook stove. So I think I, I ought to be good. I've even got a cooler. I don't really even need to get a fridge. Even though I was thinking about a dorm fridge, I could just use my cooler. It's a, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's a fucking camping trip, right? So, 
uh, I don't know. <sighs> Thinking about it pretty hard. I guess when I get back, I'll actually have to look properly for um, enclosed trailers and just see see what the deal is there. Because if that's something that I can grab for, let's say, $5,000 or less, and I can rip the flooring out, insulate it, put down, like, some vinyl flooring or something, I don't want to get crazy. I don't want to get, like... With the cats and everything, I would rather just do the vinyl because it's probably going to get fucked up at some point anyway with their fucking claws. Uh, do the the insulation on the sides and top. Um, put like a basic siding in and caulk all that shit. Uh, yeah, that'd be about it really. As long as I had that done, everything else I could do along the way or I could just have like stuff in there, you know, it's, it's a trailer, just throw it in, whatever, well, here's the ideas, I guess, I get, I think as long as I continue to sell stuff, I'll be able to buy it, um, because I'll keep downsizing the stuff that I do have, yeah. So I got my Niebuhr devices. I'm going to be uh, starting my first install today. Plan to get them installed over the week. Um, given this news story that's been unraveling over the last, I don't know, week or so, I, I decided to bring up something I don't hear people in the RV community talk about too much, which is protection. And uh, I think the reason a lot of bigger RV van life, tiny house enthusiasts with channels or Instagrams or TikToks or whatever. I guess the general term here is influencer because it's not technically a celebrity. I don't know. Anyway, so people in that sphere, right? I think I'm technically one of them, but I don't think, I don't think I have the, the followers to, to be counted as one, which I'm totally fine with. I don't want the problems that I see other people having. But I think the reason people stay away from it is inevitably the conversation will turn to guns. There are the people who are for guns and against guns when it comes to self-protection in the wild, in the RV, in public. And um, that conversation is still ongoing with a lot of folks, but especially people who tend to see the world through a more political lens. It is incredibly um, explosive in terms of topics. So I think a lot of people end up staying away from it because of that. So I was thinking about it. Okay, well, there's a few different ways to go about it. The, the first, I'll just address the anti-gun stance. Okay, so you're anti-gun. I'm not going to talk about whether that's you know, good or bad. It's irrelevant honestly because if you're not going to have a gun, then what are your other options? Like it doesn't doesn't change the fact that you need to have some sort of 
plan, right? So obviously there's easy to carry around pepper spray mace. Um, I know that you can get the, what is it, the, the stun... I don't think it's technically a pistol, but it has the little wires that shoot out. I've seen that thing take somebody down before. It's terrifying and effective. So, I mean, it would work. Um, I think they pump enough electricity for them somehow that they could take down a goddamn cow. So, it would definitely halt somebody in their tracks for sure. Um, in the case of Gabby... Tito, um, the, they don't know who did it for sure, but the boyfriend is currently missing, so he could also be dead, but it seems, based on the history of crime in America, it's probably him, which sucks if it's not for him, because, yeah, nah, anyway, um, in that instance, usually the person's guard would be down. So in that instance, how do you protect yourself from somebody who you're supposed to be able to trust? And one, you know, I see some people who travel who have dogs, but the, nobody really talks about it. Dogs are kind of like a great deterrent, especially bigger dogs doesn't matter if they know the person or not if one person starts hurting another person most dogs will stop it unless they've just been abused or something and they see violence and they go and hide but if you take care of a dog and somebody attempts to hurt you the dog will stop at nothing to make sure that you are okay like it'll fight mountain lions it'll fight fucking bears like it loves you, and it's going to do whatever. And it doesn't matter if the dog, for example, in this case, let's say it was her boyfriend. Um, if her boyfriend started hurting her, the dog would definitely not allow that to continue. So, I think that's, especially for people who are animal lovers, that's like that's like an easy fix, right? They're great companions. They get you out. They want their walkies every day, so they're going to make you more active. Um, they're great for when you go to state parks where you can't take guns. Um, they are a deterrent. Uh, a lot of uh, wild animals will kind of stay away from a dog because dogs are super protective. Um, for people who are pro-gun... A lot of the conversations will come down to talking about stopping power and, um, you know, for good reason, but it's one of those things where you got to kind of take into account your surroundings too. If you're out in the middle of nowhere, yeah, stopping power is great. And whether it's a, a bear or a person, you know, a good amount of stopping power will change the outcome of the day. But if you're in a park or something, too much stopping power, you could blow through the side of your RV and maybe through the your neighbor's RV and kill somebody on accident. So you've got to kind of think about, okay, well, what, what's got a good amount of stopping power but isn't like, I don't know, as lethal? 
So, 22 is kind of weak. I mean, it'll sting somebody for sure. But um, I've always found like the 38 to be kind of like a good go between. It's going to put the hurt on somebody, and um, they will regret their decision. But at the same time, um, <laughs> it won't. Uh, you know, blow a huge hole through the side of your RV. So, I don't know. You have to decide for yourself if you're a pro-gun advocate, but I think the 38 is a nice go-between. In terms of taking it into state parks, obviously that's illegal, but everybody has to make their own decisions about that. So, just something to think about. Everybody's situation is going to be different when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, it's something to evaluate while you're setting up your whole, you know, traveling setup. How, how do you protect yourself? What, what method is going to work for you the best? If you're a single person traveling by yourself, maybe a dog or two. I know that I watched one guy. He has two dogs. Like, I, you know, if that guy didn't have a gun, I don't think it would be a big deal. Those dogs would protect him. Um... And if you're not an animal person, then you've got to look at what other options are out there. Okay, so I think I'm going to end Season 2 here. Uh, I'm going to be doing those installs. And uh, I'll see you guys whenever I take another trip.